Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. As you can tell from the slightly different style of music, this is going to be a slightly different style of episode. It's something we call Story Chat, where we sit down with an author, a filmmaker or any kind of storyteller really, and talk to them about their life and their work in a real fun and laid back way. So sit back, relax, unless you're going for a jog, then run faster. It's story time. Hello and welcome to this episode of Story Chat. We have someone all the way from, is it La La Land? Is that what we call it? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Um, How are you, Jillian? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Yeah, going good. good. Going good for a Saturday Um, morning or a Friday night over there, I guess it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's like Friday, it's Friday night-ish. It's 4 p.m. on Friday. Okay, excellent. This is when when Ryan gives out the lotto numbers for tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Um, Yes, (laughs) let me get that, please. (laughs) We've spoken to so many people around the world. We we have something against interviewing Australians. We don't like Mm. that. So pretty much all of our interviews, bar one, has been with uh, uh, lovely people like yourself from the US or from the UK or you name it. We've done it. Ireland, England, yeah, everywhere. Wow. So, you guys are international men. Oh, well, yeah. Well, but don't ask us to interview an Australian because we're absolutely rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. For those that don't know, Gillian is a director, producer, actress, podcaster, um, lover of knitting. Um, is there anything else I'm missing, Gillian? Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm also in college right now. I'm finally finishing yeah. my degree, so there's that. And you know, I'm sure there's more, but that's that's probably enough. <laughs> what, what are you studying in college? Um, I am currently halfway through my bachelor's for political science. Oh wow! Um, and I have a minor in sociology, and it's been really fun. I never got to um really go to college and have like that experience because I've been an actress my entire life and I I tried to go to college when I was like 15 because I had graduated out of high school because if you're not in high school as a teen actor then they don't have to hire a set teacher and it's cheaper for the production so it works to your advantage essentially to graduate early um so I tried to go when I was 15 and then like I met, I think I went for like a year and then I booked stuff and I was trying to juggle it. And I, that was too back when like online school was crap, like not good at all. Um, but I finally found a program that like works for me. So during the pandemic, I was like, oh, maybe I should just go back to school. I don't have anything to do. I can't be on set. Let's just yeah. do something else. So that's where I am. Excellent. Yeah. We're finding a lot of um, people are getting a lot of stuff done during the pandemic. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, we've had, we've interviewed some people who have written two book two books and published books in wow for the pandemic. So at least people are making the best of a bad situation. Yeah, I feel like I had a lot of friends pick up like new hobbies. I learned to make like cake, like layered tiered cake oh, wow. over yeah. the pandemic because I was just I was so bored. Yeah. I'm so used to being around people twenty four seven and like on my feet constantly. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was so, and I'm grateful, obviously. That <laughs> yeah. I was bored. That's good. 
um, <laughs> because it meant that I was following the guidelines and not exactly. getting sick. Um, however, yeah, I was just locked in the house and I was like, okay, school and cake. I guess this is life now and that'll be fine. I go well we'll with it. <laughs> what do you say we break into these icebreakers, Ryan? You want to take the first one? You want me to take the first one? Okay. If you could get rid of one thing in this entire world, what would it be? I feel like this is such a loaded question with everything going on in the world right now. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to say what I want to say. <laughs> but I um, I think the second thing is, uh, is spiders, for sure. I can't stand spiders, you guys. I just can't do it. You and me There's are too many legs. good friends. I have massive arachnophobia. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. It's just, there's too many legs, too many eyes. They have too many of all the body parts. I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I can't stand them. I'm absolutely scared of them. I will run. And I'm, I'm a big yeah. boy. Like, I'm a big boy. Uh, I'm, I'm six foot two, uh, about, about 140 kilos. I will run like a girl. <laughs> but I, I will run. I will scream. And my housemate has to kill them. And she, yeah. she, she, she's tougher than I am. And she's a time. She's like, just a, yeah, I can't stand it. I feel it. you. Yeah. I feel you. I can't do it. I, I run as well. Um, my ex actually, when we used to live together at one point in my life, and he was also afraid of spiders, which I don't recommend dating someone who's also yeah. afraid of spiders. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, who's going to get it then? Because then you're both just staring each other down like, you're gonna you're gonna do this i'm not doing that you're, I'm, you need to do it i can't do this yes exactly oh i, I support your answer you probably wouldn't want to uh, visit jamie then i lives in the bushland and uh, I, I check my car thoroughly every time i leave his house especially at night um oh, because yeah he's got spiders and snakes and all those kind of crazy things oh. I, ju- I just had to get rid of one the, the other day yesterday it was like the size of my hand. I'm never no, no. ever, ever. And then all I do why is why are they get... that big? Well, it's Australia. It's Australia. <laughs> we like to do, it's like you know, you're saying how in the US you got everything bigger in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, everything, all all the things that can kill you animal-wise are bigger in Australia. Uh-uh. No. See, I think if I visit, I'm just gonna have to stay like in Sydney. Yeah, say the opera house. I am yeah. not going anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, look, you, you might look. You're more likely to see a shark if you stay near the opera house because they swim I'm around. Fine with that. That's yeah. cool. We're cool. We're cool with the sharks. That, they have the their land. Stuff, yeah. I have mine. We're good. Like Excellent. last last year, um, I think it was last year, maybe a year, year or two ago. We're sitting out at dinner. We look out in the garden, and this kookaburra lands in oh. the, lands in the garden. Picks up a snake that is four times its body length and flies off with it. No. What? And you yeah. think we make that like that? That's some of the stories you probably hear about Australia. You're like, oh, they're just making that up. No, no. It's, no it's that's that up. happened. Okay. Well, then I have to ask you guys because there is that like famous like meme that goes around of like the flying spiders that are like landing in somewhere in Australia. Is that real? Like, what? Why did that happen? Yeah, there's the spider, I think. Uh, the, the flood thing? There's a spider called the bird eating spider. That jumps really high, so it could be that. No, but I think I think I think I, I remember when the when the, the last major flood, like the big big one, um, mm-hmm. the it caused a whole lot of spiders just to go up someone's house, and there was like yeah. thousands of them, but they're tiny. Oh God, I saw oh, that, and I no, that that would make me <laughs> just. 
crawl up into a little ball in my we're bathtub. Not, we're not doing much for Australian tourism at the moment, Jamie. Um, so well, it's a bit hard. <laughs> it's a bit hard when 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 our politicians don't let anyone in anyway. So true, true. It's not like we could go over there. Exactly. Anyway. Like, come here. You may not be able to leave. <laughs> yeah, true. Come here and experience the prison colony firsthand. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. All right, Jamie, do you want to take the next one? All right. Um, oh, well, I'm hoping your visiting Australia isn't on your bucket list, but um, <laughs> tell us something that's on your bucket list. Um, not Australia, but I do desperately want to visit Italy. Um, I've been taking the Duolingo, like, Italian thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Danielle is doing it too, so we're, like, getting ready. Um, but I just, you know, wine, pizza, pasta, history, what else do you need? It's just perfect. There's so many, um, there's so, what I would, I would like to go to Italy as well, but there's, uh, I would like to do, to visit some of the old, the old school towns, like this, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone goes over to everyone's house every Sunday night. And that's, you know, yeah. I, that, that history, obviously as well as places like Rome, you've got the Colosseum and all that. Oh yeah. But I would love to do a, a proper tour and, and go to like some of those small villages as well, I think. Oh yeah, that would be so cool. And like all the the vineyards and everything that's out there. I just think that like, oh man, Italy would be so nice. I also think that like it got kind of ingrained in my brain as a kid because of like the Lizzie McGuire movie. And I thought <laughs> if I go to Italy, I'm gonna fall in love with a pop star and then yeah. realize that he's bad and then accidentally find my doppelganger. So <laughs> that, that could you be know a possibility. It can ha- it can still happen. I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you haven't seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? No, oh, can't say I have. Ah, uh, you're missing out, man. You're missing out. I know Paolo. of it. I know of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a good one, guys. Uh, I highly recommend. <laughs> I actually uh, put have, it on my list. I actually have seen it. Jamie, it's on our Disney Plus. You can check it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there you go all right this this one is one that i like to take i always like to ask this question because this is how we're going to judge you jillian mm. <laughs> we're not judgmental people but the answer to this question mm-hmm. will result in how well this interview goes oh, geez. So, okay if you're ready okay yeah what is the greatest sitcom ever made and you can also part to it with your favorite oh my god uh this is the worst. Okay. So I have like a list of like my top tens of like different genres and different things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think there's, there's like three or four that I watched religiously sitcoms that are like consistently on, right. It's, it's friends, new girl, um, parks and rec and the office. Okay, and, well, you, you've won me over, so I'm fine. <laughs> so those are the four that I like. I have on rotation, but if I think of like, if I think of which one is probably the best out of them, mm-hmm. while my heart wants to say Friends because it's like the first one and the OG and you know everything, yeah. um, I think that like Parks and Rec was really probably the the best one, just yeah. like all the way through. You know, yeah. the last season went a little. Little, little haywire but like it was still good whereas like the last season of the office everyone was just like can this just end yeah. why are we talking to the camera people now i don't get this the last season season of friends you know while i loved it and i loved the ending with like ross and rachel it's just like 
season I felt like Parks and Rec was really the only one that was like okay I think this is our time and I think we're gonna do this on a good note and see you later and speaking of Parks and Rec then who was your favorite character oh um well gosh we have our favorite character and we know who that is but we're waiting yeah I mean I I I freaking love Chris I think he's so funny yeah um I'm also just a big Rob Lowe fan, big West oh, okay. Wing person. Yeah. So, um, but I think Chris is so funny. I mean, the dude is like constantly happy. The one episode where he gets the flu yeah. and he thinks he's going to die is quite <laughs> honestly the funniest thing in the world to me. But, you know, I've also been rewatching Community lately and I just watched oh, God, that. Yes. Um, I just watched the paintball episode oh, and I was like, oh yeah. God, this is such a good episode of television. I love the way that they just take, it's just like, it's the, it's the small, like a small thing of a paintball fight and mm-hmm. it just turns into an all out. A war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A full on war. And that show too. I mean, that's a really great sitcom. They really like found themselves, I think in season two where they were like, oh, so the weirder we are and the more that Abed points out how ridiculous this is, the better it is. Got yeah. it. That's right. And um, did you agree that it sort of dropped off in the later, the later seasons as well? No, I haven't watched it all the way through in a, in a minute. So I'm trying to remember what the last seasons were. I mean, I think the best episode from that show was the one with the, um, the pizza at the apartment with like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It keeps changing. The timelines. Yeah. 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 I loved that episode. I thought that was great. Oh, look, and look, we wouldn't really judge you on what you think the sitcom is, but you've answered quite well. That was, you know, <laughs> all of those are my favourites. I grew up on Friends. Um, the Office, I mean, I love BBC stuff as well. So I like the Ricky Gervais office and the Steve Carell office. Yeah, and they're so different. Like, oh, it's just are. completely different shows. 100%. No, so you've, you've done very well. But and- I will say, I want to give two shout outs to two other sitcoms. Oh, One is Cheers, because yeah. Cheers, I like, grew up that was my show and I, I would watch like on like yep. the television when I was sick and at home yep. you know when I was a kid because it was just on reruns yep. and the other one is the IT crowd because oh yes that's my favorite show of all time <laughs> it's like show of all time. so underrated and people need to know about it so 100% watch that, please <laughs> IT crowd I I watch at least once a year all, all, it's so all, funny mm. I mean I, I went to uni for IT so I can sort of understand gotcha. Everything and it's just it's I feel like it's made for people like me. Um mm. just you know, I never actually got to work in IT, even though I spent four years studying IT. Uh, but in, in Australia, especially in Sydney, you have to work in the city in order to do IT. And mm. I don't like the city at all. I'm I'm <laughs> suburbs, I'm happy in the suburbs. So uh, but yeah, no fantastic answer. Thanks for that, Julian. All right. Um Serious business now. Do you have a zombie apocalypse plan? God, do I have a zombie apocalypse plan? I wish. Listen, California, Los Angeles, I feel like is probably the worst place to live, right? We don't have bunkers. We don't have basements. There is nowhere for us to, you know, get underground. So I think that's issue number one here. But I think like the, the smartest thing would be to just probably get on like the highest mountain closest to me and and figure it out so hmm then you have to deal with spiders and stuff yeah Yeah. there is that there's there's 
there's that see I can't get away from it um yeah I feel like I would have to like find somebody that I know who lives I don't know like on a mountain in the hills somewhere and just go there and and bunker down because I I feel like if you stay you know in the city Mm -hmm. you're screwed Mm -hmm. yep 100% but you can't go underground at all because we just don't have that here because of the earthquakes but then also if you go to the hills you might get screwed over during fire season so there i think essentially if there was a zombie apocalypse la would just go under and that would be it we'd all be zombies well let's be honest if if it's going to start it's probably going to start in california 100 percent. yeah it will start in the city and no offense we'll all be taken out (laughs) did we not see zombie land come on yeah exactly exactly (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, the last of our icebreaker questions before we get into your amazing career is you've just received a call from Elon Musk. He says, hello, Gillian. I've just built an electric time machine and I'd like you to test drive it. What do you do and where do you go? Okay. So there, um, there's two, there's two parts to this. Cause I, I need to know how quickly can I get out of this situation? Like if I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, this is real bad. Never mind, JK, I need to leave. Like, can I just go yeah, back quickly? I'm going to allow that. I'll allow that. Okay. There's a little button on your, it gives you a watch as well that links you to the machine so that mm-hmm. if you're out exploring and something happens, you can push the wash, put you in the machine and send you back. Great. I'm going to buzz lightyear this then and I'm going to go yeah. see uh, freaking dinosaurs. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you freaking see the dinosaurs? I want Jurassic in real life, but obviously yeah. not not in real life because we would be killed. Um so yeah, I'd like to go I'd like to go see a, a brontosaurus and a long neck and all the things and say hi and then get the hell out of there before they could eat me. And then would you then take the machine back to when Jurassic Park was being made and tell Steven Spielberg? (laughs) Don't do this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) By the way, um, I am an expert in dinosaurs now. And if you'd like to pay me $2 million, I will tell you everything I know. And there you go. That's that's a solid (laughs) point. Not only do you get to see what you want to see, but get make a bit of coin out of it too. Hey, there we go. It's a good one. I like it. (laughs) I like that. Well done. All right. Um, Icebreak is done. Let's let's move into the nitty gritty. Um, now, I actually it. did a little bit of research, and <laughs> I've not, I heard that you started um, acting about seven when yeah. um, you were approached by a talent agent. Now, the question I have is, what was that one woman show? <laughs> um, so it was. I I started singing when I was I don't I don't know like four just in front of the TV watching Disney movies. And my my parents were like, wait a second, she can like sing a little bit. She knows how to hold a tune. Interesting. So got me into singing classes and um, my singing teacher and my mom came up with like this one woman show for me to do. Mm-hmm. It was called A Dream is a Wish. It was like 10 songs, just me on a stage. And then I had like this room divider that my parents built where I'd go behind and like do a quick change so I could get back out there and sing Shania Twain or whatever the heck it was um so I did that and uh then a yeah talent scout from a local agency up in Portland Oregon saw me um at one of the county fairs I was performing at and they were like have you considered acting and I was like I don't know what that is (laughs) I am six years old excuse me 
Um, you just see you. I'll just have to check my day planner. Um, yeah, let me <laughs> let me look at my schedule for you really quick. Um, so I I took a class up there and I was like, uh, this is pretty cool. I like this. And um, I kind of liked it more than singing, even though I loved singing. I kind of was like, oh, this, but I could do like both things here. Like I can, I can act and then sing if I need to, which is kind of nice. Um, And so when I was about seven, I think I was turning, yeah, I was seven and I was turning eight. We went to New York for this big like talent competition thing that they used to have for kids out here. And I got an agent and a manager for LA and, you know, the next pilot season went down to LA and I didn't book a pilot, but I booked a play and my mom was just like, well, honey, I guess we're moving. And so <laughs> my mom and dad packed out their, their house and we, yeah. we moved down here, which is pretty wild. They were sick of the rain anyway, I think. Yeah. Um, they'd lived up in Portland their whole lives, so yeah. they were over it, but, um, yeah, that was that was the start. The one woman show is called A Dream's a Wish. Oh wow. Are you gonna do a sequel <laughs> to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I have like a running joke right now within my career where I can only like I only seem to book uh singing parts that are bad singers. Um <laughs> so it's like people who cannot hold a tune, and I'm just like, I'm never gonna be redeemed, but that's yeah. okay. It's okay. Look, I would never say never. If we ever become famous, we will write a movie where you can be the, you know, the 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 the, the lead singer of the most successful band of, of the world, and it yes. will make millions. Yes, give me my Josie and the Pussycats moment. I need That's it. Fine. I'm I'm a big musical guy. Um, I. I love, 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 love. I was very lucky that I had a, a, my grandmother used to take me to all the musicals. So I've been a Phantom of the Opera boy from Oz. Jersey mm-hmm. boy is my all-time favorite. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you there. Like I would, yeah. I, I'm a singer too. We both are technically, but not not that kind of music, more punk rock. But um, yeah, I, I, was, I was sitting in front of the TV singing along to The Lion King and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's just, and that was just last yeah. week. Happened. We will <laughs> tell you that but um okay so what happened so you you've you've moved to la you got signed signed up you got a manager the agent um what happened then so what were some of the the early projects that you were involved in um well i so i i booked that play at the glendale center theater and then i for about five years i was working pretty consistently um on stage i was doing everything from christmas carol to meet me in st louis to music man and get your gun Mm-hmm. Um, anything that had a, a child in it. I even did Midsummer Night's Dream as a fairy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was working that all the time. <clears throat> and then, oh gosh, I think I booked like my first national commercial when I was eight and it was Domino's, okay, yeah. um, <laughs> which it was fantastic because it was one of those commercials that like literally took like two hours to film because it was just me sitting in front of a TV and then running to get the door. Yeah. And they turned it into like 13 commercials internationally. Oh, wow. That's back to when like commercials actually could pay your bills. Because <laughs> it's not that way anymore. Um, but so that was that was pretty dope. And then um, I got cast in the OG Spider-Man with Toby and Kirsten. And I could see and, behind Jamie. 
Yes, I see that. Um, which was amazing. And um, that was my first like time working on a um back lot and working with oh, wow. you know a, a huge studio. I was I was only eight, so we filmed we filmed that at Sony and it was pretty it was a pretty remarkable experience. Um just even being on that tram that we were all in at the end um of the film where it's just like, you know choose between saving the kids or MJ. And um, they had this on, like the actual tram was there obviously. And they had it on this big, I don't even know what to call it on it. It was just like a big machine and it really was rocking us. Oh, so wow. all of that was like real, um, but it was so fun. You know, we had, I, th- I think the first time we filmed was like a week or something like that. And then we went back and did reshoots, um, but it was a blast. So that was like my first, my first time experiencing what a big set is like um so that was cool and Kirsten I still remember she's she has always been my favorite person since like filming that she had literally taken all of the kids under her wings mostly because obviously she grew up as a child actor as well and um she like painted my nails in her trailer me and like three of the other girls like it was just it felt like a really you know great set to be on as like your first big thing it felt very homey very welcoming oh that would have been lovely because yeah you are, I remember her from um interview with the vampire mm-hmm. um so she would have obviously known what you guys were going through and and how how eye-opening it must have been and how exciting yeah. and, and probably would you know might, might have been a little bit overwhelming for you guys too you know like being the first time you've been in a massive studio set yeah, I just, I think I, the biggest thing that I remember is just seeing how big the the tram was and how like t- far off the ground it was and, and thinking, we're going to go in there. What? <laughs> um, but I also remember like Sam, be, Sam Raimi being on like the megaphone and I not even knowing where he was, just like <laughs> hearing him on the megaphone, like telling us what to do. And I was just like, where is this man? <laughs> like very Wizard of Oz style. I don't even yeah. know where he is. Um, but yeah, it was a great set. So yeah, did that. And then um, I did a lot of commercials and ended up on a soap opera for, you know, a, a year and a half, oh, wow. year and a half. Um, and then just, you know, kept working, kept doing the thing. And that, yeah, was, that was Days of Our Lives, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was Days that? of Our how, Lives. How much of a difference was that working on something like Days of Our Lives and working on something like Spider-Man or, or a commercial right. like that? Well, um, well, Days of Our Lives was interesting. I, I actually had gotten the role mostly because I um, was in theater and they need theater actors because you really only get one take. Things go so quickly. Um, you're shooting at least one script a day, which is, you know, 50 some pages. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you have to be able to go fast. You have to memorize fast. You have to do one take. You have to be on your toes constantly. So they Mm. usually hire theater actors. So somebody who worked at Glendale Center Theater knew the casting director and was like, oh, I heard you're casting this. Can this girl audition? Like she's, she's always acting over here. Um, And that's how I got it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's much different. It's such a small set comparatively. Um, And they just, they have the build outs of the different houses and the rooms and whatnot. And they just switch it according to what's in those episodes. Um, so it's it's small stages small crew um 
each cast member has their own you know dressing room within the studio so it's not like you're in a trailer like you are in normal you know films and whatnot you have like an actual dressing room uh which is strange (laughs) um but yeah it's it's much more of like a small family like tight-knit group you know the people who work on on soap operas especially the crew like you don't you know you're there for years you just that's your job now and it's great for some people because for some people that's it's a nine to five Monday through Friday it's easy peasy you go in you know what you're doing it's not like there's any like well we gotta film a car crash today and it'll be it'll be crazy and there has to be explosions like no that doesn't happen on on soap operas so it's it's good for those people who need want to be in the creative field still but like need the stability or you know raising a family um so it's a great experience I think for all actors I think everybody should do a couple episodes of a soap opera just to get like on your feet and get that training so that you really get it instilled in your head like once you're on set you can't screw up Yeah, well, I think um, uh, like a lot of a lot of our uh, Chris Hemsworth started on a soap opera called Home and Away down here. Um, you know, a lot of our our um, successes from Australia all started. We have our own versions of you know Days of Our Lives and Bold and Beautiful and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, yeah, they all seem to do a year or so on that, and then go and become superheroes. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's. it's- <laughs> It's great training for actors because it really does, you know, it makes you become super aware of um, all of your choices and your everything that you need to do. Because I think it can uh, it can be easy to not put in the time, especially yeah. if you're been on something for a while. But with a soap opera, like you are 100% forced to be on your toes. And now they're doing, you know, two or three episodes a day on some of the oh, wow. some of the series. Yeah. So I don't even know how they're doing it. I'm like, that's <laughs> insane to me. Like, are you just spitballing at this point? Because that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> so uh, what 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 do you prefer? Um working in film or working in television? Um I I love films personally. It's um it's nice to be able to have that like three or four months together and then it's kind of done or you know with independent films it's like you know three weeks it's super short um but yeah I've I've always been a fan and I think I've always you know career-wise um I've been casting a lot more films than I have television so that must say something about who I am as an actor or something I don't know something beyond me that they see that I don't know um but yeah, I, I've always dreamed of being like a series regular on a television series that like will last five seasons just to see what that's like. Um, but I know two people like it, you get bored because you're doing the same thing every day yeah. and you're being the same character. And I can imagine that, you know, if you're on a series for six, seven years, like it gets tiring. Like you want to do something different. Yeah. Um, I've only ever been like a reoccurring on a television series that wasn't a soap opera. So I've never had that experience. I'd like to. Um, but I also would think I want to, I would want to go on something that is like, Hey, so we have this idea for our show and it's, you know, 
we have it and it's gonna be four seasons like breaking bad like you know yeah. how they were like okay we're going in with the intention of saying this is how long we're going to last end of story <laughs> i like that instead of just having this like kind of cloud over your head going am i ever going to get out of this or am mm-hmm. i going to be the asshole actor who leaves and then all the fans are pissed off at you and you're like but i want to do more <laughs> <laughs> And, and you can understand because, you know, you see a lot of see, a lot of TV shows nowadays um, generally only go, you know, the four or the five, set, with a few exceptions like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the day, like when, when you were probably doing Days of Our Lives and, and you look at things like Friends, 10 seasons, you know, mm-hmm. you look at all the different TV shows back then that were at least 10 seasons. Um, yeah. Must be difficult for the people on those because you have to play the same character for 10 years and a lot yeah. of people are forbidden not forbidden but restricted to what else they can do outside of that so well and then there's like the whole thing where it's like you know you if you're on a series at least in LA it's you're normally if it's a regular network series not Netflix or anything like that but a regular network series you're filming from about August until May the next year and then you have those two or three months off Mm -hmm. but like then you have to decide okay so do I use this two two three months four months however long to do a couple films do I try to get that in or if you have a family do you say I'm going to take this time off and spend it with my family because I don't get to do that because I'm working 16 hours 15 hours on set every day and I don't get to come home some nights and tuck the kids in or whatever um so I think it's difficult for for people who are stuck on not stuck but like on long-lasting shows yeah yeah and and look maybe they just think look I'm going to do this for five six seven years and then I'm going to take a break for a year or something and spend that with my family or yeah I guess they sort of build up that that um network tv money um, mm-hmm. and then be able to take some time off for the family it's all about you know what I mean me personally I couldn't do that like I as I you know to me family is I couldn't go that long without seeing my family I don't have kids um mm-hmm. you know that would be it'd be a big call it'd be a tough yeah you know? yeah I I definitely have like big respect for like the Ellen Pompeo's and Mariska Hargitay's of the world who like oh, yes. have been on a network television series for like 20 years and you're like i don't know how you're doing this but kudos but yeah tw- yeah svu mariska has been on that that's there i'm a massive law and order fan so they're on yeah. season 23 at the moment yeah so yeah, that's when, when i was bored one one year i um i don't know when it was early 20s um i was i was bored and they had put all of svu on netflix so i have gone back from the start and watched all of it oh wow like a psychopath um, but wow, it looks a whole lot different from um, season one, episode one. That pilot was a train wreck. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, it's funny you say that. I'm actually doing, I just bought all 23 seasons on iTunes. Over here we have it. It's not on any of our streaming services, unfortunately, in mm. Australia. But I've been building up my collection when they've been on special. And I have all of them. So yeah. I'm actually uh, about two episodes from the end of season one at the moment. Um, Ooh, massive Christmas fan. So I just like. Elliot Stabler is my jam. So, oh, yeah, I just, um, yeah I, I, I'm looking forward to doing all. And I'm watching the current season as it comes out over here too. <laughs> it's crazy. But, yeah, so if you ever get – look, you have to reach out if you ever get an episode on SVU because I'll be like, I, I don't know that person. I've <laughs> auditioned for it a few times, but, you know, yeah. it's in New York and it's oh. – uh, 
so it's it's completely different but there's been a couple times where they like especially when I was younger they couldn't find uh the correct like actress child actors to play something so they'd come out to LA but um one day one day I'll be watching watching. (laughs) I've spoken to Julian I know Julian (laughs) (laughs) um one one little question I have just going just while we're still on the child acting thing um I don't know if you've been asked this before but how did you feel watching yourself? So going back and seeing yourself at, when you were a child, mm. seeing what you'd been in, did you get, was it surreal? Did you get excited? Did you, were you just like? I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know that I really um, watched anything. Oh, okay. My, my mom would um, record the like Days for Our Lives episodes on the VHS tapes because that's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I have all those, and I've I've watched them as an adult. Um, I think maybe the only thing that I probably watched that I was in was like commercials because they'd be on television, right? When I'm just watching regular television, I'd see myself and be like, oh, whatever. Wow. Um, and then there was a uh, you know, it's Spider Man. I saw Spider Man in in theaters a couple times, but that was so short, and I didn't you know my lines were cut I you know it wasn't like watching yourself really it was just like oh that's cool um in fact my acting teacher when I we all went to go see that and he like stood up in the in the middle of the theater and screamed I know her (laughs) we were just like oh god (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah I think I think probably the only thing I watched of myself was this movie called Quigley um that was the most bizarre movie starring Gary Busey as my uncle. Oh, wow. Christopher Adkins was my dad in it. And uh, he gets, um, my my uncle gets into a motorcycle crash and is uh, taken to heaven where Oz Perkins, Anthony Perkins' son, um, is an angel and they send him back to earth as a Pomeranian. (laughs) Pomeranian um, then comes to to be you know reunited with his family and saves me from getting run over by a truck um oh, so i think called again i'm gonna have to check that out <laughs> it's called quigley um okay, it, is all, it is it is a very interesting movie okay. um <laughs> but i think i think that's probably the only thing i really watched just because it was still it was technically kid friendly you yeah. know it wasn't it wasn't crazy um wasn't anything wild or crazy going on so I think it was probably it I just I don't know as an adult it's easy for me to watch the the kids stuff and it's harder for me to watch the adult stuff mm-hmm. you know no I get it totally I just that was just a random question that popped yeah. into my head and I thought if I don't ask it now I'm gonna, never going to get to ask it so there you go <laughs> and there's, there's another question that, that uh, Ryan want, wanted to ask um, and it's about when you worked on Castle because I'm a huge Castle oh, yeah. fan I'm, I'm watching it the second time through now um but we're both nathan fillion tragic so we want to know what it was like to work with nathan fillion <laughs> oh yeah nathan's great he's a great guy um i so they they dyed my hair black for that and i remember like sitting in the in the hair trailer and i had the dye in my hair and it was you know just ruminating and um nathan walked in and he introduced himself to me like he like who doesn't <laughs> know who you are sir um, but he walked in and said, Hey, I'm Nathan. Welcome to the show. And I was like, Oh, well, this is 
this is nice. Hello. Um, and yeah, no, he was great. I, I do have a funny story from Castle because I was wearing um, a lip ring that they put in. Yeah. Um, so I had like the, the nose ring and the lip ring and the eye ring, whatever. And I think it was, it was like that last scene of that episode right before they all sing Piano Man. And um, yeah. we were filming that scene and take one and we were doing it out of order. So this was my first scene on set. Okay. Um, take one, the, the lip ring with my first line flies off oh. and hits Nathan directly in the oh. face. And I was just like, solid. <laughs> and I'm like 17 and I'm just like, cool. Yeah, that makes sense for me. That, that really does. That fits my, my storyline there. Um, but he laughed it off. Um, but he's great. Yeah, he, he came to um, this ho- interactive horror show that I was on a few years ago called Delusion. And um, I got to scare the shit out of him, which was really fun. And he's a really, 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 really cool guy. A really nice guy. Very welcoming. So it was a great set. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. I, you know, I, I, he's not in enough. I'm no, a, he's I'm not. A Firefly tragic. Oh uh, yeah, Firefly's great. Yeah, and uh, you know, then being able to see him in Castle, and obviously, you know, um, in um, he's currently doing doing a role with Alan Tudyk in Resident Alien, which I'm mm-hmm. using as well. Uh, he plays an octopus, which is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, like to, and, and pretty much everything. I watched uh, I watched James Gunn Sliver the other night for the first time, and he mm-hmm. plays the hero in that, and I'd never seen it before, and that was amazing. So yeah. It, yeah, thank you for answering I've, the question. I love him to death. <laughs> yeah, I've always, I've always said it's just been, it's a tragedy that we didn't get a Nathan Fillion Beauty and the Beast with him as Gaston because oh, he is the perfect Gaston, oh, wow. and it just, it makes me so angry that this has never happened. Like, I just need to yeah, see it because he can sing too. Like, I want to see that. Yeah, I'm just, I did not know that. I yeah, know what I'm going to be, be googling when this is over. Hundred um. percent. Go Google that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, because we um, we just watched his short of Uncharted. Um, and we're still like, no, he should be Nathan. I love Tom Holland, but uh, but but Nathan yeah. should be Nathan. Yeah. I hear yeah. when I played the games, I hear I see and hear Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion <laughs> in that. So I kind of always assumed if there was ever a movie, he would play it. But uh, I think they said he was a bit too old, which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was watching an interview that I think Mark Wahlberg was having, and I, I think he was originally supposed to be Nathan Drake, and then he aged yeah, out I, of it, yeah. and so then they made him the older brother, and they hired Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, look, and there's nothing wrong. Tom Tom Holland, amazing actor as well. So yeah, I still great. haven't had a chance to see it yet because you know pandemic and stuff. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I plan on. I'm hopefully I can I can go and see that in the Batman in a double feature soon. So. There you go. I can't say anything because the movie theater is blocked by floodwaters. Um, I thought you were going to say it was blocked by spiders. So honestly, oh, don't say that now. In the movies again, ever. The ever. only place, the only time I'm afraid of spiders is when they're in my car and I don't know where they are. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Like, just, uh-uh. Absolutely not. No, my housemate teases me and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've got two that, that are my friends in the house," and. I'm, I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> I hate spiders. She wants to get one as a as a she wants to get a pet tarantula. And yeah. I was like, no. That's a big veto. Absolutely like, what not. If it gets out? Oh, it won't. Oh, yeah. That and have you seen Home Alone? Have you seen all I was just gonna say, Home Alone, come on. 
it will that, get that out. mofo gets out yeah, exactly yeah. No. <laughs> oh i'm gonna I'll let jamie ask the next question because i do apologize i have been doing a lot of talking ryan's a wrestling tragic like he loves wrestling we had this um guy from chicago on um it hasn't been released yet we, we interviewed him and he's uh mortician training oh to God. be a professional wrestler and wow. I just sat, I just sat in the corner quietly, and Ryan was just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't have any friends that like wrestling, so he's he's now my friend. So I talk to him on Facebook, and we compare notes. But speaking of wrestling, in Spider Man, did you get to meet the Macho Man Randy Savage, aka Bonesaw? Bones, I don't know. I don't know. Who that you know is. when? Do you know this? Uh, where at the, you you might not have seen it for a while, but um, when Peter Parker or Tobey Maguire was. First starting out, he went to the wrestling show to wrestle that guy in the cage. To make- oh, right. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I didn't see any of that. We were, I mean, a film like that, it takes, you know, six six months to shoot. And yeah. Yeah. the build-outs are completely different. I, I mean, yeah. just our stage was, it was massive. And, I mean, we were, I wasn't even in, you know, half yeah. of those scenes at the end there. And... I mean, I was filming for like two and a half weeks. So it's it's not, you know, it's a very long drawn out process. Yeah. Uh, I just, my new friend Wade that we spoke to would kill me if I didn't ask that question. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, over your acting career, is there a memorable role that stands out for you? Something that you've absolutely loved doing? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, they're all so different and they're all, they all bring... Mm you know, their own, their own personalities, I guess. Yeah. I have multiple personalities, guys. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I did, I, I started and I produced a film a couple of years ago called Pretty Broken that, um, that one was, I think my favorite role. It's my first time like top lining a movie. And it was also uh, the first role that I really got to like, dive into deeper things because the other things that I've done you know I've done horror I've done a lot of comedy I've done a lot of you know indie films that are are more leaning towards comedy than like actual real drama and while Pretty Broken is a very 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 dark comedy it's um it's for my character it was based in real sadness um so that was that was nice it was a good good way to explore it and the the crew are all friends so it's fun and most of the cast was friends and we filmed up in my my hometown of Portland and um it was it was a really cool experience to be able to do that and also be producer on it and like be behind the scenes and I ended up doing the wardrobe too because why not why two jobs isn't enough <laughs> where can we see <laughs> that? that at the moment on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it came out in um came out in 2019. We premiered at the Newport Beach Film Festival, and then we did a couple of other festivals, and uh, came out in 20 yeah 2019. Excellent, I have to track that one down as well. Yeah. Um, and to pivot off, because you just said one of my favorite words, you said horror. Mm. <laughs> horror stuff. I uh, now I'm a tra- another. If I'm if, re- if I'm a wrestling tra- <laughs> if I'm a wrestling tragic, I'm a horror tragic more because I absolutely. <laughs> my horror i try and see as much as i can so what have you been in horror wise um well I, my first my first experience was alien abduction okay. um and that was 
filmed out in North Carolina and it was based on the Brown Mountain Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty wild. Uh, we spent a month and a half out in North Carolina. I was like 19. It was like my first time like living alone. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. And that got, I don't know that. So that came out mm, probably seven years ago. Cause I think it was in post-production for like two years, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a really cool, um, horror film. It was like a found footage thing. Oh, that's my favorite genre of horror. Yeah. this. Yeah, it's uh, it's found footage. It's really it was released by IFC Midnight, so it's it's out there somewhere. I'm sure it's yeah. on like Amazon or something. Yeah. Um, but that was like my first foray into it, and then I did a short film that never got released <laughs> called Cora, where I played a uh, a young teenager who um, got bit by a vampire but didn't like fully turn, and then mm-hmm. I killed the vampire at the end. Um, and then I did a lot of in my like mid-20s I did a lot of interactive horror shows out here so there's this show called Delusion um where it's like you as the audience member come into a like a horror house essentially but it's like a like a full film there's three acts you go through the whole thing the whole thing takes about 50 minutes um and you interact with the characters like you have to help us solve the situation um so I did that for a couple of years and it was fun I love horror I I, I would do another horror film instantly because I think they're the best and they're so fun the only mm-hmm. problem is is the uh the blood that gets stuck in your hair because <laughs> <laughs> you know those interactive I watched a movie the other day on an interactive um uh horror experience I think mm-hmm. called horror hotel or something like that and mm-hmm. um it's, it's a shame we don't have anything like that out here um oh, you don't I'd be there pretty much every week <laughs> I, I wow. love it but um yeah they, they sound so I've read about them over in the states they sound so interesting and you know did you have a lot of fun working on in in that experience yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just, a, it's a lot of work. Um, the leads are double cast because you have, you know, you have probably about 25 shows going through a night. Um, and each lead character has about a 20 minute round. Um, so when I'm almost at the end of my round, then the next one is already starting and yeah. they've had to reset everything. And so it's just, it's a lot, um, especially both times that I did that show, I um, had stunts in it so I was in a harness all night which is kind of painful wow. and then to be like pulled through a wall like 12 times a night <laughs> not the fun most fun thing in the world um yeah. and then having to rebuild that wall so that yeah, you could do exactly. it <laughs> wow. um so I get I think like physically it's it's very um it takes a lot out of you but it's a lot of fun because you're you're doing all this crazy stuff and all the audience reactions are always different and you're always changing things because there's always going to be something different with every single yeah. audience member mm-hmm. so it's it's um that's what's kind of cool it keeps you on your feet keeps your improv really really good really quick <laughs> it has to be yeah oh that's awesome i'm gonna if i ever get over to the states i'll definitely want to go to at least 400 of them so yeah yeah i mean we have so many interactive events out in los angeles now i mean con- i'm constantly going to ones like there was recently a, a vampire lounge that like opened up where it's like vampires are just like hanging out with you and nice. and they like perform this like musical so there's constantly stuff going on right now there's a new one opening i think this weekend called like night fever and it's like a disco and oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's wild 
my jam excellent <laughs> but in mind even when i can't even when i come out there yeah excellent i'll let jamie do some more talking now because he's sitting there <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, well, any, anytime we have a um filmmaker or a writer or a director on and this is the second time but you know i can still say whenever um if disney came up to you and just gave you all the money and said make us a movie what mm. would you make and who would you put in it oh my god what a question <laughs> and you are allowed to say you you would put you in it because <laughs> well i'd obviously yeah i'd obviously have to be in it um but like if we're if we're talking disney is this animated or live action or anything Whatever you want, want. Disney, Disney, Disney go. He's a blank check. <laughs> Make it. Okay. Well, I mean, to fulfill the childhood dream, I think I would have to do an animated movie. Yeah. Um, that I starred in with songs written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, of course. Um, because yeah. you have to at this point. Um, and gosh, who would I get to be in it with me? Nathan Fillion, because um, I want to hear him sing. <laughs> There you go. I'll get yeah. Nathan Fillion can be in it, and then um, I'm on a I'm on a big Andrew Garfield kick right now. Oh, how so good think, is he? Yeah, I think I think I'd have to get him in that somehow. He can sing too. So there we go. We we've got a good little cast building up. Um, maybe get like Jennifer Hudson in there because girl can sing. Um, well, from the cast members you've mentioned, I'm happy to give you a couple of right. grand just to have a tiny little role just so I can Thank meet. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've yeah. done voice acting before, so I I'm I mean I'm up for it. There we go. Um yeah, I don't know what it would be about, but I think I would definitely have to do like some sort of animated yeah. movie with songs from Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, like that would be the dream for yes. sure. I'm yeah. a big Lynn head, so oh yeah, I think I remember the first time I watched Hamilton. Um yeah. just did I and then I'd recognize him from certain things that I'd seen him before. Like I was watching Modern Family with my housemate and he's in a couple of episodes of that. But yeah. Hamilton, my, uh, I didn't know much about it and Jamie put me onto it. I watched it twice in a row. Yeah. It was that amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember I was in New York the year that they won um, the Tony for Best Musical. And at that point, they hadn't started the tour or anything and it hadn't come to LA. So it was, it was very much so still just a Broadway show mm. it hadn't hit that like sensationalism yet and when they won the tony i was at like a tony party and i was just like maybe i need to listen to this i don't know like huh. <laughs> and then i listened to it and i was like oh son of a gun he yep. did it again yeah. god damn it okay um because obviously there was um shows before that that he had done that were fantastic yeah. um but yeah he's he's great i would love to to work with him and he just seems like the nicest person in the whole damn world too which just makes yeah. it even better where you're just like i just want to give you a hug thank yeah, you yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't jamie didn't you have a story about him with andrew garfield about uh that tick tick boom movie oh well she's probably heard it like you heard how they i saw an interview with andrew garfield talking about how they shared the same masseuse or something yeah 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 yeah. I actually went to, um, so for the SAG Awards that were invited to like different sort of um, events and whatnot to watch the films and hear from the actors and that kind of stuff before you vote. So I was at a, I went to a Tick, Tick, Boom um, screening a couple of weeks ago and Andrew was there with yeah. one of the uh, producers, Julie O, and they were talking all about it. So yeah, he was telling us about how it was the masseuse and the masseuse was like, yeah, I think he can sing. And then he was like, <laughs> you need to learn to sing right now. And he was like, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, actually, I actually have a story about Andrew Garfield now. Um, he filmed Hacksaw Ridge, um, basically where I live. Um, no way. And it's fine because they filmed it in the church that my sister got married in. Oh, my God. And they, and they were saying that um, we got this email and the minister's um, like... Um, Oh, we got this email saying that the, some filmmakers want to come and look at the church. And in his head, he's like, oh, some independent college mm-hmm. kids from down the road. And he walks right. into the church and there's Mel Gibson sitting in the front row. And he's like, you're Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. And then he's like, uh, yeah, I am. And then Thank you. <laughs> Mel Gibson is dropping F-bombs left, right and says, this is effing beautiful. Oh, it's effing, you know, because that's who Mel Gibson is. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, and the minister's like, why didn't, why did, why didn't you choose this church or that church? Because they're effing terrible. And <laughs> Good God. it's funny, yeah. So I got, I got to watch my, uh, yeah, the suburb over from me, pretty much get transformed, transformed into the, you know, nineteen forties, and it was just wow, amazing to see. That's so cool. Oh, it definitely was. Um, look, so what, what are you currently working on now, Jillian? What have you got in the pipeline that you can talk about? Promote it. Um, give, give yourself a plug. Um, what can I talk about? I'm trying to think about. Oh, oh that's very. Look, look, um, first, folks, you can't talk about anything. <laughs> well, I have a I have a film that we've been trying to get off the ground for a while now, but it's um, taking a bit because it's a it's an ensemble cast all in like one location, oh, wow. and we have to build out a stage for it. But with COVID stuff, it's like. Yeah. You can't if one actor gets COVID, then the whole thing shuts down because yeah, we can't right. shoot without everyone in that location. Yeah. Um, so we've been, you know, we want to get it off the ground, but it's like it, you're you're pulling you you're taking a huge chance, um, mm-hmm. essentially. So we're waiting on that to try to see when we can do it. Um and then I have my own podcast um that I do every week where I have actors on the show and they tell me their awful audition stories, which is fantastic to hear. Yeah um and then i'm uh working on some some voiceover uh stuff right now that i don't know that i can talk about and uh yeah just writing auditioning and doing the grind essentially <laughs> so um tell, tell us about your podcast a bit and like is because yeah. i know i've listened to a few episodes and they're they're gripping i just you know everyone you've got on is just you know i want i not necessarily heard of them but i still want to you know mm-hmm. listen to everything they say and um so just on that, what's what's one of your favorite um, bad audition stories that someone's told you? Oh gosh, um, I mean, there's been there's been some fantastic ones, some truly truly great ones. Um, there was this woman on gosh, maybe a year and a half ago. Her name was Lisa Derue, and she was telling me about this audition where she had to like do a high kick. Oh wow! Um, and she was like dancing and blah, blah blah and she went to do like the high kick and like nearly knocked the casting director out like in the face <laughs> like was so close to like hitting the casting director in the face and she just essentially died and was like oh my god i'm so sorry the casting director was like wow what just happened <laughs> like you that were so close to me um so there's that uh who else i mean i've had I've, I've talked a lot of my friends on to being on the show. Thank God. Um, but I've had some really cool people. I just had this, uh, this guy on the show this week, William Stanford Davis. He plays um, Mr. Johnson on Abbott elementary, which I don't know. If, do you guys get Abbott elementary out there yet? 
Um, so it's a it's a new ABC sitcom, um, kind of in the vein of like The Office or Parks and Rec, but okay. it's about an elementary school in like an underprivileged area. Um, yeah. And it's really funny. It's really good. Okay. And he was on the show this week and uh, <laughs> he was telling me about this time that he went into an audition and he like thought he turned his phone off, but it was like back in the days, it was before mm-hmm. iPhones. It was like, you know, you had to, it was like a flip phone where you had to like yeah. push the button and hold yeah. it down and do the whole thing. And he thought he turned it off and it apparently didn't because then halfway through the audition, it starts ringing. Oh, and no. so he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he like takes it out and he like pushes a different button and um he's halfway through the audition again and then it starts buzzing and he's just like oh god I didn't turn it off I put it on buzz fantastic and then he like he was they had said like you can start again he's like no I'm just gonna I'm gonna see myself out now and he like (laughs) left and then he gets to his like second audition of the day or wherever the heck he was going and realizes that he has left his bag in that casting office (laughs) and and his glasses and therefore has to return to that studio only to find that it's closed. Oh no. And he's talking to the security guard, like, that's my bag. I just would like you get somebody from the office. The only person left is the executive who he just like failed in front of. And the executive uh-huh. just hands him his bag and he's like, it's not your day, huh? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh <laughs> God. If like an executive on a network said, it's just not your day to me, mm-hmm. I think I would. I would, yeah, I would be crawling uh, into a hole for a few weeks for sure. So you got the part, right? <laughs> I thought that was really. No, I'm joking. <laughs> did not get the part. Um, oh, but yeah, we have like some really cool people on and they share, you know, sometimes they're really sad ones. <laughs> sometimes they're really funny, but um, it's cool just to hear it because it's a part of the industry that we don't, we like glide over a lot. Yeah. Um, but for most actors, it is our like full-time job is essentially auditioning and we don't get paid for it (laughs) so we're just you know putting in all this time all this effort and getting told no and considering and still doing it which is crazy in itself that we do that but we do in in talking about auditions I hope you don't mind me asking um during COVID was a lot and I only ask because I have no idea about it was a lot of the auditioning via things like zoom or things like that or yeah. are we still going to in-person auditions no I mean we still haven't really gotten back to in-person there's some casting offices that are doing it but most are still doing it online um we had been doing self-tapes already for you know 15 years okay. um and so that was pretty normal um it's just it was the fact that everything switched to a self-tape and if it wasn't a self-tape then it was like a zoom if you're if it's a callback or whatever it just it makes the process so much worse in my opinion though because you're not in the room with somebody you can't get a redirect you can't say you can't ask questions you know like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely a person who I spend a lot of time prepping and I will ask questions and uh, like most casting directors, when you go in, they'll say, do you have any questions? And it's like, yeah, I do. Please tell me this. Or even if it's just like a spelling thing, like, like how you pronounce something, like it, it all helps to, you know, enhance your performance. And so I think uh, it's the self tape thing really has hurt a lot of us. And I was talking to a casting director recently and they were saying that they've actually seen that a lot of the energy has like left because you're at home, 
you're doing the thing, you're comfortable, there's no nerves, you know, you can do it a thousand times, you know that like, you can just keep doing it, you find whatever you think is perfect for it and send it in. And she's like, but when you're in the room, you have that sense of like, I get my one shot, let's do my best, let's get in there. You have the nerves and those nerves are good because you um, emotionally and mentally kind of get into that headspace of, of like, let's do this, you know? But I think just having like, let me just put up my green screen again and let me set up my lights and blah, blah, blah. It's, I think it's taken away from the process. So I hope we all get back in person soon. Yeah, hundred percent. And and I find obviously this is my first foray into interviewing since we started this series during COVID. And um, I still get nervous. I get nervous and, and I've been on stage, you know, in front of hundreds of people before and I still, it's still get nervous. I got nervous. I had to have Jamie prep me up last night. I'm like, dude, I am absolutely <laughs> and Jamie's like, it's all good. We've done this before, you know, it's, it's all good, you know. Um, but I find that makes it better. It makes yeah. it, you know, it gives you, you need the nerves. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, I can I can imagine it would have made situation worse with auditioning, you know, not yeah. that in person. Oh, like well, one shot. It's that, and also, you know, because they know that we're at home and we can do it. Um, there's definitely been an increase of pages. So yeah, what yeah. would normally be like a six page audition if you're in the room, because it actually means that they have to listen to me for six pages. <laughs> they give me, you know, 15 pages uh, because they know that halfway through they can turn it off if they want yeah, to. Exactly. So it's like, I get to put in twice as much work for you to not maybe even watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's- so that that sucks too. And there's been a lot of complaints from actors about that. Just like the, the amount of pages that we're getting now is it's getting a little crazy. Cause there's no like guidelines. There's no rules within the union of like how many pages you can actually make an actor prepare or film or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that stuff probably needs to have a nice little rehaul. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll sort of start moving out of you know, this, this situation we're in, I mean, COVID's not going anywhere, but hopefully we can adapt and, and, and get back to that face-to-face kind of yeah. thing to, to make it easier, not easier, but to, to make it feel more worthwhile for you guys. Um, and to get that because it's, it's emotion, you know, like, as I said, with the nerves mm-hmm. for me, I thrive off that emotion. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm sure it's the same with you guys, you know, like yourself, you know, it's hopefully we'll get back to that stage soon. Yeah. And it's also like, I want to, you need to be able to read each other's energy too. And you cannot do that over zoom, especially when you're like in like an emotional scene, if you're doing like a, um, a chemistry read with somebody, it's like, what chemistry? Like, this is, this is like a person in a, in a screen right now. I might as well be talking to myself. Like this doesn't really do anything. Exactly. No, I agree. hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, most important question before we wrap it up, please tell me all about Disneyland. Cause I've never been and I want to go. Oh no, you have <laughs> to go. I mean, I go all the time. I have a SoCal pass. Um, so me and my, my best friend go a lot. Um, it's the best. I love Disneyland. I've gone so too many times to count truly. Um, rub it in. It's, it's, just, rub it in. it's just so fun. And, um, you know, star Wars land now is up and, that is really cool. I don't know if you guys have watched like the videos of Rise of the Resistance, the, yeah. the ride there. And it's just, um, it's, it's the one of the coolest 
I I think it's the best um, dark room ride to ever exist because it you think you're on a ride and then they're like nope this isn't it you're going somewhere else and then you're like wait what a second and then then you're in a room with all the the guys like the the troopers and you're like excuse me what's happening and they're making you get on ships and then all of a sudden somebody from the resistance come and like breaks you out of this room that Kylo Ren was holding you in and it's like a, it's like an immersive experience and then you get on a ride that doesn't even have any tracks and you're like what the hell where am I going <laughs> um and then it like goes up and it goes down it does all these things and then you eventually like get onto this like track where it then becomes one of those rides like the Simpsons or whatever where it like moves mm-hmm. and goes up and but like it's not actually moving around it's just like on a base that's moving um, and then you like crash land back to the thing. It's just that ride is insane. But um, I, I don't know. What do you want to know about Disneyland, man? Like, are there specific questions you have about this? Not, not really. Just, just because I've only seen, I've only look, I've only seen the iconic things of it's always Mickey Mouse and 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 oh, yeah. Pluto. Who were some of the the you know the costume people? Because we always see Mickey, we always see Minnie. But is there mm-hmm. obscure dressing up people? Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you see obscure ones. I mean, yesterday, Jacob, yesterday, no, I went the day before yesterday. Um, the only ones I really Rub saw, the, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the only ones I saw then were like Chip and Dale and, um, um, every once in a while you see like the fairy godmother, you see a lot of the villains. They usually hang out in like Fantasyland and then, um, in Toontown and then like Main Street. Um, you don't really normally see them walking around, like uh indiana jones jungle cruise all that kind of stuff the haunted mansion mm-hmm. there's really really no characters over you, there you've it's never mostly... seen any go rogue like run off no. into areas they're not allowed to <laughs> i haven't um but yeah i mean and then there's usually like they usually hang out like at the the main street of uh california adventure as well um and that's also where there's the avengers land now at california adventure so there's yeah. always they always have like a Loki and a Captain America and a Black Widow and they're always doing stuff. Iron Man. That's yeah. like constant. Well, the only the only sort of thing similar we have out here is we have in a place called Queensland, which is currently underwater, um, we have a place called Warner Brothers Movie World. So it's the Warner oh, Brothers nice. part of thing. I went when I was little. They had they had similar to the Star Wars, right? They had a bat I'm a massive Batman fan. So they had a, um, a Batman ride where you went into Wayne Manor and you get taken by, through the bookcase and, you know, oh, you cool. meet Batman and he starts talking and then all of a sudden, you know, the penguin launches an attack. So you get hustled away and get into the... Wow. It feels like the Star, Wars, the Star Wars ride. You know, you're not actually on a ride for like the first 15 or 20 minutes of the actual yeah. experience. But, um, yeah, look, we, we, we have nothing out here. We've got a couple of water parks. So Mainly- funny. I wonder why, like, Disneyland hasn't put one in australia spiders are too big i guess that's probably why but no we we, we have like they, they bring over the water parks uh like we have um wet and wild or whatever they call but that's about it really we have a lot of zoos because we have it but yeah. like isn't there like enough water like do, do you need water parks oh no no that's like the we we need um australia to flood every so often so that we can supply gotcha. the waters to the water park got it yeah, okay. that's now it's making sense. It's making sense. Thank you. Thank you for change. Do you have any questions about Australia you'd like to us yeah. to answer? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just sounds like y'all have some issues right now. You're flooding. There's spiders everywhere. I can't. Um, people. I, I do. I have. I have some friends from Australia. Um, 
I haven't seen them in a while, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have some friends from Australia. So I think at one some point I will go out there to at least see them and see what it's like. You'll be fine. Just stay in the city. No spiders yeah. in the city. Don't no go to sp- Queensland. It's where all the crocodiles although, are. Although I do, like, I really want to see, like, the kangaroos just, like, chilling. And, oh, you can go anywhere now. We've got a zoo in Sydney called Sydney Zoo. And they just, it's yeah, they, but like, I want to see like the wild kangaroos just oh, like out there living this. their lives. There's one that comes up to my back door every couple of months. No way. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm literally surrounded by national parks. So, you know, I get the kookaburras, the snakes, the kangaroos, occasionally oh a koala. God. Oh my God. They have, um, they have, have you uh, seen those like koalas like who like pull each other out of the trees and like scream at each other? Does that happen? I have seen screaming. Koala. It was yeah. really, really funny stuff because my brother, brother-in-law used to live up, up the coast, like north of, way north of Sydney, and he once heard this screaming, like this, like screaming, and he walked outside and it was just this koala bear in the middle of the street just going. Yeah, they just, it's like they, I mean, I relate to a koala because they like sit there, they don't know what to do. So they just scream into the void and they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Can somebody help me? It's just so funny it's all to that me sleep. that they literally just sit there and scream. I mean, I'm the same though. Like I need sleep and I need food. So maybe yeah. I should be a koala in my next life. Well, look, to be honest, and the stuff that you hear, like I used to, I used to work for a transport company. Um, so I used to organize, you know, interstate transport from, you know, shipping goods and services. We were in an area called Marsden Park, and that is just currently, it used to be all bushland, but it's currently being built up. We've had mm. kangaroos literally hop through our warehouse. <laughs> we have to chill them out. Some of them are that big. We had one called Big Red who actually took a swipe at one of the truck, truck drivers. Okay, I was just going to ask, does this ever happen? Because I fully like Kangaroo Jack when I was like a teenager. Ah, it was just yes. one of the best films, in my opinion. And yeah. just the fact that, that that kangaroo just kept on like donkey kicking them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, does that happen? It depends on the kangaroo because we've got the grey kangaroos. They're real docile. Um, okay. But the reds are insane. Yeah. My uncle was telling me a story that two dogs um, ran down to the to a lake where a kangaroo, a big giant red kangaroo was sitting. And barked at it one dog launched at it and the kangaroo caught it and put it underwater and drowned it no and, um, yeah like that so again great stay tourist, away, great stay away from the reds Australia. i feel like they're like part human i mean honestly the fact that they can like punch somebody out like a human yep or drown it like it the, it's they're interesting creatures i really want to be around them because i feel like yeah. they are they are yeah. out of this world our truck driver literally just said, hey, I'm going to go over and pat the kangaroo. Let's go over to a red kangaroo and, and went to pat him and the kangaroo just went bang. He was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I am and, not a pet. Big, massive, burly truck driver, tattoos and everything. Yeah, just no. comes running that back. Like, and no, he's no. like, no, not happening. <laughs> I, follow, I think I follow like a kangaroo sanctuary or something that is in Australia on Instagram. And there's this yeah. one like red kangaroo that they have. And he's like so jacked. Like he yeah. looks like he goes to like the gym. Like yeah. it is, it is so intense. I just can't <laughs> imagine just like you're out walking your dog and you see a freaking red kangaroo and you're just like, oh shit like what do you do do you not move or do you run like what um, they, they don't they don't t- they tend to not come at you unless you come at them so okay. you know you just you just keep walking um it's only because the stories that i've heard and i've seen are only these people have tried to do something to the kangaroo and the kangaroo <laughs> that we had in our warehouse as soon as you sort of just go and go you don't go too close you sort of just steer them off they just hop away 
So yeah. it's okay. just if you get in their grill, they're going to, you know, throw down. Yeah. Okay. But like the gray ones, can I like, yeah, you can, pat can I pet the gray yeah. ones? Okay. Most of the ones in the zoo, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't try doing it in the wild, oh, but the ones in the zoo, they can just, they just laying out. You just give them a there, pat. There is a place in Australia you can do it in the wild. That's because it's, there's so many people and they're so used to everyone. Mm. Like there's a place outside Victoria called the Grampians. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful mountains, beautiful bushwalks everywhere. And right. There's a subtle, uh, town right between all these ridges and all the emus and kangaroos come down and you can pet them and yeah. feed them i for one can't stand Aww. emus they freak me out <laughs> even though emus are emus are like assholes sometimes yeah i went to like a wildlife park um i don't know where we were i think we were in like oklahoma or something it was one of those things where it was like you you drive through it yeah um and yeah the emus kept on trying to like mess with our car like they wanted to like peck the windows yeah but that, I was also with like a bunch of like stunt guys. Um, I was visiting a friend who was like working on a movie and him and me and like all the stuntmen like went out to this park for some reason that day. I have no idea why. And so they thought it was like super funny to like roll down the window. So the camel's head was like literally next to my head and like trying to eat me. And they're like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> you guys may like to try and kill yourselves all the time, but I don't. <laughs> no, yes. I mean, look, we, we've got some, we've got some pretty scary animals, but we've got some pretty awesome ones too. And you know what? You're only going to get the scary ones if you if you go looking for them, or you go to Jamie's house. So. <laughs> you guys have the the quokas there. Oh uh, yep. yeah, we have quokas. Yeah, they're um they're, they're they're native to an island. I can't remember the name of the island around near Australia, but we do have a lot of them over here too. They're so cute. They're I just want to hug them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just smile all the time. I know. <laughs> so. What if they're like super depressed, but they can't show it? Like, how sad. They're too much. It's like they can't. Yeah, them. it's like I don't know if you guys are watching Severance or if you can have that over there. Do you have? Apple oh yeah, I've, I, I've been wanting to watch it. Is it good? It's great. And okay. I was going to make a separate joke, but I'm not going to now because you need to watch it. Okay, I'll watch it today, actually. You can always make it's it and we can come back and then laugh, edit in laughing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like the they have this whole thing with like your Innie and your Audi because the whole premise of the show is like that they sever your brain so your work self stays oh, at work. Yeah. And you're out and it's like your Innie and Audi. And I was yeah. like, oh, what if a quota is like the, the people in severance? And it's like, they're trying to not be happy. <laughs> Well, they've been reading a lot of self-help books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to watch that show and I'll, I'll understand exactly what you're saying because it is on my list, yeah. Apple TV. So you It's can really it. good. So I'll check it out. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably a lot longer than we normally go, but we really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So many questions and... You know, we, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time on your Friday afternoon to have a, have a chat with us. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, listeners and viewers, make sure uh, you check out Jillian's podcast. Thanks for coming in. It's on all the, all the platforms, is it? Yeah, any, anywhere you listen to them, it should be there, hopefully. <laughs>
stories the true and the fictional, you can do so by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash S-T-T-A-T-F. That's the acronym for stories the true and the fictional there. You can do a one-time donation or sign up for a monthly membership. Whatever you're comfortable with. With your support, we can keep this show up and running and bring you the awesome content we do every week. So if you can, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash S-T-T-A-T-F. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Stories, the True and the Fictional.